Hello, everyone. My name is Sarah, and it is a pleasure to welcome you to my chair. In all four Gospels are recorded in numerous occasions when Jesus said, follow me. Jesus invites his followers to spend time with him, to learn from him, and to follow his ways. And that's the journey we'll be taking together through this Lenten season. I'm so glad you've joined me. Hello, everyone. It's Wednesday. And for the Wednesdays during Lent, we're going to zero in on a passage from the Gospels. A couple of years ago, I realized that the only way I could really be sure that I knew what Jesus said and what Jesus did was to spend loads of time reading and reading again each of the four Gospels. So no matter what other reading plans I might be doing, I spend a large chunk of the year reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and then reading them over again. Sometimes I'd go through them quickly, and sometimes I really slow down, but I never want to be far from Jesus. So I thought I'd dig into some of my favorite events or miracles, parables, or teachings of Jesus' life to share with all of you through Lent. So today, let's get started in Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. A few days later, okay, we're going to stop. I'm already going to pause. Mark has this habit of feeling kind of rushed. If you've ever read Mark in one sitting, he just jumps from one thing to the next through his gospel. And anyway, this particular story comes just a few days after he heals a man with leprosy and people begin flocking to him. All right, so let's start back. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. Some men came, bringing to him a paralyzed man, carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the mat the man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, Why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, why are you thinking these things? Which is easier to say this paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take up your mat and walk. But I want you to know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. And the man got up, took his mat and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. Wow, that's an incredible story. So many things to observe. The persistence of the friends, how they focused, how focused they were, right, on getting that paralyzed man to Jesus by whatever means necessary. I mean, they tore a hole in the roof of what may have been Peter's house. They believed Jesus was the only hope for this man's life. And Jesus was and is the only hope for any of our lives. What fascinates me is that Jesus initially made no move to heal the man's physical body. Instead, responding to the faith of those friends, Jesus forgives his sins. And I think of what Jesus will later ask his disciples in Mark 8. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? This man's physical healing would matter very little if his heart was not also transformed, if his soul was not also given over to the one who made him, the one who loved him, and the one who wanted to open the way of eternal life to him. So that's my first observation. The second makes me smile a little bit. The teachers of the law were thinking to themselves, and Jesus knew what they were thinking. So just in case you were wondering, he sees everything and he knows everything all the time. And his question back to these teachers is brilliant. Which is easier to say? Is it easier to say that sins are forgiven or is it easier to say get up and walk? Well, 
it's easy to say sins are forgiven because no person can see the inner man and know if it's actually true. It's actually tough to say get up and walk because everyone could see the man lying there and they would know if the man got up or not, right? So in order to show everyone there that he had the power over both the inner man and the physical man, Jesus not only forgave his sins, but then he also healed his paralysis. So the man got up and walked out of the house and they were amazed. Jesus is Lord over the physical world. He is Lord over even our hearts and minds. And like the friends, do we have the faith to believe this? Consider today how this story might lead you to a time of confession this week. Like the father of a boy who needed healing. Just a couple chapters later in Mark 9, the father cries out, I believe, help my unbelief. May that be our prayer today. Thank you for joining me in my chair today. If you'd like to share something with me about your own Lenten journey, you can find me at Sarah, with an H, at whoisgrace.com. If you've been encouraged, please like, subscribe, and share this podcast. And for more resources from Grace Church, visit whoisgrace.com forward slash read.